Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Halloween is back again, probably not for the last time. Join a few slasher film fans and a few newcomers as we compare and contrast the original classic with the latest revival. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for mostly the entire Halloween franchise, as well as the original Friday the 13th and the 2009 reboot, and the Seinfeld episode, The Junk Mail. During the Halloween season of Spooktacular Spookfest, Halloween maybe... What is he doing? What? Spooktacular Spookfest? Yeah, that's the kind of, I'm getting somewhere with it. Spooktacular Spookfest... Halloween spooky film festivals. Even uh, what's the thing on Hulu right now? Hulu-ween. <laughs> Hulu-ween, yeah. Why are we giving them brand promotion? The, what's the thing on that one streaming service? Hulu-ween. <laughs> 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 Which seems like, by the way, <laughs> and yeah, an utter redundancy. Why? How? How more of these streaming services stay in business is news to me. Like, I'll never understand it. Why would more than one of them stay in business? And then recently the Criterion version went out. Did you know that film struck? Oh, yeah. Came and went already? Well, yeah, because they were only showing obscure Criterion. Yeah, it's a sad day, apparently, for those. The Criterion losers. collection is cool and all, but they got some bizarre they stuff They really do. There. They really do. And it's too much. You go on the website and start looking, and you might see some spooktacular spookfest movies, which brings us back to the point I raised earlier. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe second only to Christmas, or I don't know, maybe it's tied with Christmas. But during uh, October, the Halloween season, it seems like everyone's like, let's watch movies themed around the current holiday. Scary movies. So let's watch horror movies. Spooky. Let's, let's watch spooky movies. Let's watch Halloween themed movies. And networks are airing movies that are like, ooh, this week on Spooktacular Spookfest. Mm-hmm. And Huluween has a thing going. But really, when you get down to it, your selection of Halloween-themed movies uh, becomes increasingly narrow. It's almost like the Halloween playlist that you see come up on your streaming services. It's just Monster Mash. Yeah, you get Monster Mash, you get Thriller, and then it's just like... Werewolf Farm Mitzvah. Very loosely connected (laughs) to Halloween in any way. It has night in the title. That's just like like movie theme music, like Danny Elfman and... Yeah, exactly. Ghostbusters (laughs) comes up on there. Sure. The soundtrack to The Village. Is that what came up on a playlist you picked? No, that's like a thing that people play. The soundtrack to The Village? Yeah. Oh, wow. You well, know. That's, that's some deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's spooky. Yeah. Is, is, spook- is it a notable soundtrack? I don't know. It's a spooky soundtrack. Oh, I'll check it out. Because of this episode, it's about to skyrocket in sales. Yeah. Hmm. People rushing out to yeah. hear it. So if you actually want to watch a deeply Halloween-themed movie, your choices are not as broad as you think they might be. Uh, and probably the most noteworthy <laughs> would be the movie that bears the same title as the holiday itself. Halloween? Who? Not Halloween. That's an easy mistake uh, to right. make. Right. See, that, that brand uh, integration there has really got me confused. It's so catchy. It's yeah. Halloween. Effective. Halloween, yeah. Halloween. Halloween. And which, I'm talking but about which Halloween? Yeah, there's several, about right? The 1978 uh, film written and directed by John Carpenter. You guys familiar with it? Starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, none other than mm. in her debut breakout role. Young Jamie, yeah, introducing Jamie Lee introducing Curtis. Introducing Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis yep. as Laurie Strode. And you know, uh, here's the thing about Halloween. Is Spoiler alert, we all watched 
Halloween during the Halloween season. Tyler, yeah, you watched it. I watched it. Yeah, for the first time. You had not seen it prior. I had never seen the original Halloween. And Abby's like you. You hadn't seen Halloween, had you? I think so. You had. Yeah. Just living with me at some point. Yeah, I think when we were dating. Oh wow! Wow, so romantic. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. wow. I'm thankful for your memory, Mike. At what point did you see Halloween? Uh, the other day. Oh really? Yeah. That was the first time. That was the first time. Not yeah. when you and Josh were dating. Yeah, first time. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, he likes movies, so surely he's seen Halloween at some point. Yeah, I saw it as a kid. So, um, like in 1933, or did? Oh no, no, I was 52. <sighs> 52 at least. I was making yeah. a joke about Liam's age, but right. no one would know because they can't see him. <coughs> they can't see him. Yeah. And the movie came out in the 70s, so yeah, you kind of so lost it there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Spooktacular spook. But yeah, I'll tell you, like, as a kid seeing it, because I saw it on TV, so it was certainly edited, but I just remember how, like, seeing how scary he was when he, like, got that dog and just, like, crushed that. It was like a German Shepherd or something yeah. like that that was barking at him. There's a weird hug he gives it. He's just like, <laughs> mostly I, just, I was like, oh, man. Don't this, hug me this like boogeyman that. boogeyman means yeah. business. <laughs> then he ate it. Yeah. Then he Don't ate forget. the dog. Don't Did he forget. eat it? He Off screen. Yeah. yeah. What? They come back in, the sheriff and Dr. Loomis, and they say, what was that? And he, Dr. Loomis goes, a dog. He got hungry. <laughs> meaning, meaning Michael Myers got hungry. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that. Uh, Patrick, you did realize that. What's yeah. your Halloween story? Uh, I saw Halloween many years ago. I've seen it many times. Not familiar. How many mm-hmm. other Halloweens are there? There's Halloween 2. There's 11. Halloween 3? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, doesn't That's have Michael Myers. Halloween 3 is Rob Zombie. No. No. No, no you got years and years to go. Decades. Oh. Yeah. Halloween H2O? Let me, get, let me give you a quick timeline. Why is there Halloween H2O? Well, is I'll, it underwater? I'll explain it really That's fast. That's 20 years later. <laughs> Listen, Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween 20 years later. And then Halloween 2. Uh-huh. Then Halloween 3 has Hold nothing on a to second. do with those. But can you place us in the franchise as you go? Because Halloween 2 takes place on the same night as Halloween right. 1. It picks up right with... Uh, he follows them to the hospital where they take Jamie Lee Curtis and they run around the hospital for Halloween 2. Okay. Mm, is Halloween 2 still canon? Is it Halloween well, 2? Hold on now. There's, there's okay. four timelines. Okay. <laughs> so then Halloween 3 starts the first separate timeline where they try to do a Twilight Zone. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's little mask that blow kids' heads up. Nothing to do with Michael Myers. It flopped. So they go back They're to the... just trying to make Halloween all spooky and spooktacular. Yeah, spooktac- yeah they were trying to make it an anthology. Right. Film. So right, they go right, back right. to the original timeline for 4, 5, and 6 mm-hmm. where Laurie Strobe has a kid that Michael Myers is chasing and then that person has a kid that Michael Myers is chasing and it goes over they're all bad so Lori Strobe is, is she actually featured in no she's in a car six? accident off screen she dies yeah, yeah. they kill uh, her off because she went movies back. and then okay. Michael Myers is chasing after his niece because it's the next best right. thing you only learn in part two that Lori Strode is her right. is his sister so then you have the, the third timeline break where they say none of these are working we're going to revamp it it's H2O, Halloween 20 years later. We're going to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back, and we're going to make it a direct sequel to part two. So they make H2O and Halloween Resurrection. So, so H2O essentially eliminates three through six. Six? Yeah. Okay. And then they have, this has Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. Oh. All star cast. Yeah, yeah. And then Halloween Resurrection comes out a few years later starring Busta Rhymes. Yeah. And I want to point out at the Where end of is Buster Rhymes? At the end of H two O He's still rapping. <laughs> yeah. 
He, he gained some weight. I, I'm, he got huge. I depressed uh, Mike because he became quite buff, and then yeah, he, he became quite fat. Yeah, that's what happens. So I sent uh, some pictures Don't get to too Mike. Buff unless you want to. And keep he was up really bummed. You got maintained. Why? Why did this happen to Buster Rhymes? At the end of H two O, Michael Myers is <laughs> pinned under a log or by a car or something. Yeah, he doesn't have a neck anymore. And Laurie Strode de- decapitates him with an axe. He's yep. Buster Rhymes? No, yeah. Michael Myers. So you're like, I guess that's that. But then at the beginning of Resurrection, which takes place at the immediate end of H2O, you realize that, oh, Michael had put the paramedic in the <laughs> and put the mask on him. Mm. And she actually cut the head off of the paramedic. But she crushed his like windpipe so he couldn't talk. Yeah. Which doesn't make any Man. sense because there's this the one chilling moment in H2O is when Laurie Strode stands over Michael's crushed body and she goes, Michael, knowing he's going to be alive. Because at this point, we realize he's like imbued with satanic magic power. That's four through six. We learned that he's uh, he's the product of a cult. satanic yeah. witchcraft. Or some but sort. they're not using that. Yeah, but there's oh still gosh. some of his immortality in there. So anyway, she's like, Michael. And he snaps awake. And he just starts like reaching for her from where he's pinned beneath this car or log. Or I can't remember what it is. And I remember being scared of that because I thought like, Oh, the only instinct he has is like, there she is, must kill. So he can't get to her. It's hopeless, but he's just like reaching like this animal. And then she chops his head off. So then I thought that was the only scary part in the movie. And they, uh, it was a paramedic. Why was the paramedic reaching for, he's trying for, help? for help? Yeah, for help, I guess. So then uh, Buster Rhymes Kung Fu fights him in mm-hmm. Resurrection. Okay, Buster. Yeah. Doesn't go well. Kung Fu fights? Yeah, he's yeah. like a karate math. They're filming a reality TV show in the Myers house. And it's got Tyra Banks, yeah, Buster Rhymes. What? We need to revisit this. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't. Yeah. Because anyway, at the end of that, it's a flop. So they say we're going to revamp the whole thing again, again, and this time we're going to let Rob Zombie direct two of them. Right. Yeah. The He's first one comes out as a success, so they make it. Is it just called the Halloween? It's called Halloween. It's a full or? remake reboot yeah. with a prequel built in. Yep. Different story. Very similar, but what? it's it's pretty gritty. The heck? Okay, Why? but Why? then they Why? say Why? then Rob that Zombie work. Well, Rob Zombie does a sequel to his Halloween that at this point is now not anchored in any of that universe whatsoever. The first Rob Zombie Halloween is definitely a remake. It does a lot of the same stuff on purpose. Right. This next one, they're just like whatever, and he just made an absolutely bonkers movie. Yeah, it's weird. Michael Myers has no mask anymore, a big beard and long hair. He's like a hillbilly. He looks like a hobo stomping people's heads. Mm-hmm. But what? <laughs> okay. You can what imagine a mask. That like, I don't understand. Hey, we're not is, done yet. We're is, not done is, yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What I don't understand is is why? Why go through all this trouble to continue a series that has clearly nothing outlived to do? its welcome? Yes. Why? Is, if Mike Myers is just now a hillbilly, he's not Mike Myers anymore. Just make a hillbilly movie. Because brand recognition. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, I blame, so that I blame flops the people, and they the say, okay. We're going to revamp it again 40 years later, and we're going to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back, and it's a direct sequel to the first one. So, so it's just H2O Part 2. I mean, just like not Wait. H2O Part 2. It's H2O. doing H2O again. Yeah. That's what we just saw. Yes, and that's the 2018. 20, yeah. 2018 is that. And right. we're just calling it Halloween. That's just Halloween. What and it's mass. made the most money out of any of them by far. So it's not a flop. So, so there will be more. So well, in the but 11 that said they've made like flops, but they keep making them. The 11 movie franchise, <laughs> you've got Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, and Halloween all in the same franchise. I don't know why they wouldn't just do like colon some stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Halloween the beginning for Rob Zombies and Halloween whatever. What? Well, you can go and back H2 and re- rename them now. H2O has just got to be the worst name. Because yeah, these others, terrible. like Halloween 4 is Return of Michael Myers, 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, Curse of Michael Myers, at least those more like horror movie-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And Dr. Loomis is in most of those. Oh, is he really? Yeah. It's the, the same actor? Same actor, Donald yeah. Pleasance? Interesting. And you got, I mean, like, get this. So the original Halloween grossed $70 million on a budget of $300,000. Do you understand that? The first one cost three hundred k. Yes. That seems like a lot of money for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for does. a movie, that's like, I mean, that's like a four. I remember once watching the extra features of this independent movie where they're like, yeah, it's a micro budget, $4 million. So it's almost nothing. Uh, I mean, and then for perspective, paranormal activity costs somewhere between fifteen and twenty-five thousand dollars to make, and that's a movie of, of found footage in somebody's house. You know, mm-hmm. so Halloween cost three hundred twenty-five. This is nineteen seventy-eight, and then grosses seventy million. Even though that seems like nothing to us now, at the time was a lot. And really, man, what a profit they turned on Halloween! It's a heck of a profit. Not only did it do that, but it is single-handedly responsible for the slasher film genre that we know. Now today, in fact, right. So that's what I'm interested in: is the original Halloween is is credited for creating the genre? Yep, it's the real deal. Not not necessarily horror films, but slasher films. Slasher films, and yeah. and really most of the staples that you know from slasher films, the idea of there being an attractive, usually teen cast that then gets killed off one by one, the you know the whole like loose morality thing tied to like if yeah. they have sex they're going to die if they drink they're going to die their their debauchery throws them off throws their guard off and that's usually how there are some elements from psycho here obviously yeah the opening scene of the original halloween is clearly borrowed from psycho right the stabbing of deborah myers is that his sister's name Julie right. myers yeah um so then you get non-stop imitations some of which became hugely popular after the fact friday the 13th being the most obvious example which is essentially just halloween at a campsite with a hillbilly instead of well originally with an old lady but then with a hillbilly instead of you know just a masked figure Mm -hmm. Uh, and the same idea of oh it just can't be killed he keeps coming back similar Mm -hmm. franchise too so that's the reason that people get uh, hung up on Halloween and celebrated Halloween of all the slasher f- films even though it's the original to go back and revisit it now <laughs> uh, and maybe that people are going to freak out at me saying this but it does not I, it hasn't aged particularly well to me personally rewatching Halloween now is boring it's like it's, it's the pacing it's such a drag and not in a fun way and I realize that that terrified people and even there was this um uh, video that's been going around in light of the new film where someone has uh, acquired actual audio recorded from one of the first screenings of Halloween in 78 uh, on audience in, reactions yeah in California and maybe we can link to it on this page if Tyler remembers to do no, that I no I don't ever follow through <laughs> and it's people going bonk I played it for Abby they were going absolutely yeah, I heard insane can you confirm it's true. Okay, the, the, it's the scene where Lori thinks that Michael's dead and she's in the foreground of the shot and then behind her in the bedroom, he's slowly Sits sitting up. up and they're screaming. And Turn around. Yeah, I'll look behind stuff. you. Oh, heck no. Now, now that obviously we've 
seen that too many Halloween. It's not Halloween's fault. It started it, but I don't man. watch watch it in the deep south. I think they're pretty interactive. <laughs> they're still doing with it. The, with <laughs> the theater man, you got to get up out that house, girl. You better get out of the house. He's right behind you. Oh no, you better sit up, girl. Here you come. It's such a drag to watch it now. It's like there are things that you can appreciate about it. It's like listening to some album that you know you're supposed to appreciate because of its la- you know the landmark work that it is. But you're like, well, I appreciate that it did what it did, but. And some of it's just so weird. It's like Michael Myers, people forget he walks around in broad daylight for most of the movie, drives a car around town. Yeah. So conspicuous. That's, yeah, what's in interesting a, in about a mask. that, it doesn't seem like that would be so off-putting, but at the point when I saw Halloween, it was kind of like I knew the, the slasher movie rules, so these monsters are like unstoppable. You can't kill them, and they always come back, and they're terrifying. So when you watch Halloween, and he's just walking around, hiding in bushes and driving the car around you're like he wasn't even hiding in bushes he was just standing next to bushes yeah Yeah. and then he would like find a trap door somewhere and just disappear he's driving around in a car with the label of the hospital on the door it's like oh there's a guy with a mask staring at us. but i I think the 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 point about it is that he's wandering around in the mask on halloween so no one thinks anything of it yeah and he's weirdly staring at laurie in her classroom and then you know the pieces at the time maybe this is what wasn't the microscope they were using on this type of movie but to watch it now if you're watching it as it's a standalone movie which it was at one point a lot of it doesn't quite compute and we realized this as we were having the conversation after the fact in the first film you don't actually get that Laurie and Michael are supposed to be brother and sister that only happens in part two so it's a lot like the Friday the 13th thing where people forget Jason's barely in the first movie it's Mm -hmm. Pamela Voorhees in the first movie and you don't get Jason until the second movie he doesn't get his mask until the third movie so in the first movie they're not brother and sister for all we know right but then they just retcon that out and then yeah yeah. now they've officially retconned it out right but so then the question becomes why Laurie is it just because at the beginning of the film, because her dad's a realtor, she has to drop off mail at the Myers house? Right. Yeah, we got to go back further. So the open, we open the original Halloween with someone peering in the window following a teenage couple around the house. And then the person all in, all in one shot, which is pretty great. Yeah, I know you love that one shot. I love those continuous, those continuous shots. Uh, and then the the POV camera goes up the stairs, puts on a mask, and, and then starts stabbing this topless, poor topless teenage girl. What was, what was weird to me is that the person looks at his hand while he's... <laughs> <laughs> so we can see the knife, you know? Yeah. And then you realize, oh, it's this girl's little brother. Yeah, that's the big... Which is like, whoa. Wow moment. It's a wow moment. I thought, dang. You don't see that till he goes back downstairs, out of the house, camera pans back. Parents His come parents out. show up and say, yeah. Michael? Right. And it's and a little like, boy. And you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. And at the moment, that probably was like, oh my gosh. Right. So How disturbing. Years later, we find out he's in a mental institution, uh, a high security mental institution. So far, it checks out. And then he goes home to discover that there's a girl matching the description of his sister on his front porch. So you think that he's just like, me remember sister. Right. Me stab. Right. So in the, according, to the first, according to the first Maybe film. Maybe she didn't die. What? No, she's dead. We Maybe visit he her thinks she didn't die. Well, oh, he's, well he's he deranged, certainly realized how much she's aged at least. <laughs> well, he, yeah. he dug her body up. Oh, yeah. He got the tombstone, yeah. 
Yeah. Why he dig her body up? There's lots of questions. No, he didn't dig There's her body no up. He, he just, just took went the, and the headstone. He just took the tombstone. Uh, <sighs> he's obsessed. Now let's not right. But that's the point here. What you're getting at is that he targeted Jamie Lee Curtis because she was on his porch, and that's that's it. Yeah. At the very least, it was just that. At the most, we're assuming part of him is like still on the same quote unquote mission. Right. He sees a young teenage girl. His his prey. <laughs> Maybe right. he, he follows her long enough to discover that some of these girls are behaving immorally because he's targeting girls that seem to be having. Oh, right. Because that was the bit in the beginning of the film, right? The boyfriend was there. Is that did we gather that? Yeah. The boyfriend that had it was all in one shot. He ran up there. They did stuff. They did stuff. And then he ran back out and then he went up there and she was undressed. And that's when he stabs her. That's when he stabs her. The, yeah, his sister at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But do you think Mike Myers just follows around these girls later on long enough to see that they're being promiscuous and decides? I okay, just I'll assumed start it was because he was lurking Lori and then happened to be like, "Wow, this is a treasure trove of immorality." Right. I'm gonna <laughs> stab my way through this. Got a lot right. of work to do. And he gets the famous, now famous coveralls from a trucker. But we don't actually ever see where he gets the mask, right? Right. He breaks into a Halloween shop, remember? He's like, You're oh, right. yeah, yeah, he stole and a they mask. they say he stole a mask. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they said what was taken, it was a mask and one other thing. A knife? Kitchen knife? Yeah. Right, right. And then he drives by that same scene as they're saying that out loud to each other. <laughs> yeah. <Watching>. <laughs> These <laughs> are the worst police <laughs> ever. So moving on to Halloween 2, they retcon that Jamie Lee Curtis is his... Estranged sister, you gotta you to they add to that, yeah. While they're in the like you're talking about, you're the talking about the real Halloween too. Yeah, I'm talking about the second Halloween. Right. While yeah. they're in the hospital, <laughs> they tell her he's probably after you because he because you were adopted. You were you are his sister. <laughs> yeah. And you were so you were so little you didn't remember this happened and you got adopted by the neighbors or whatever you know. Honestly, huh. that's such a motif for all the movies that follow. That I forgot it's not even in the first one Wait, until we were watching it. Right. Why would recently. they be adopted by the neighbors? He didn't kill the parents. We don't know what happened to the parents. They went crazy. They might not have been the parents. We just know that it's a it's a grown man. Well, woman, Rob Zombie's Michael. movie ties up all these yeah loose ends. And well, good job, really? Rob. So yeah, before so we get works. yeah, so we, before we get to the new Halloween thing. Imagine that you've done all this, you know, bad Halloween movies at this point, and some of them are just frankly quite awful, and a couple of them are not so awful, but they bring along Rob Zombie, who at this point was famous for uh, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, and uh, and Devil's Rejects was an unqualified success, like it had made some money, and people kind of liked it, and they were like, hey, we should bring him on, the same studio, Dimension Films, was talking about rebooting Halloween they're like we should get him to do it and it's exactly what you would expect a Rob Zombie Halloween movie I in fact I read this little blurb about it uh, leading up to this new Halloween movie where they were like Rob Zombie <laughs> the guy wrote Rob Zombie is a, a really like uh, ambitious and talented filmmaker but he's just a horrible screenwriter because every character in his movie is just a foul mouth hillbilly <laughs> Who's like abusive and raunchy and that's true it's just like but the wh- what he does is like oh there's now no mystery about Michael Myers, which is what makes the first film charming because you get no backstory. You don't understand his motivation. That's kind of why it's cool yeah. and why it's scary. I liked, I liked the, the surprise that it's the, 
the little brother. Yeah. And you're thinking, what the heck happened to this poor kid out in the suburbs? And then we'll never know. Yeah, right. We'll never I like know. I like that more. Yeah. yeah. That so there's evil behind his eyes. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's just the, who's this terrible kid from the suburbs that's killing his sister? And I guess there's some innate understanding that, yeah, there's got to be some evil here. But the fact that Mike Myers later becomes just like the devil incarnate is, is I'm, you're losing me. Yeah well, yeah, well, obviously they're trying to make more movies, so they're stretching the concept then. So Rob Zob- Zombie's premise is like, well, let's go back and make a movie about a sociopath. So his is like, what kind of environment would he have grown up in that would contribute to these kinds of things? This is a dumb thing to do back when, when Michael Myers was supposed to be mysterious, but now there's nothing left. It's all so ridiculous. So he's just like, oh, let's just try a different angle. And I, I, I revisited that after watching the other two movies called Halloween. And the first two-thirds of the movie work really well as, like, this prequel. You get, like, Michael Myers as a little boy for the first half of the movie. And then you get... And then it essentially just becomes a normal Halloween remake after that. And it's actually kind of interesting because you're like, well, this is a darker, more gritty take on the thing. And then for some reason, you know, that made a lot of money and then it got bizarre again and now they have to start over again. Which brings us to after... (laughs) Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, then you get Halloween again. And what are the conversations... Is that what it's called? Halloween again? Halloween again. Might as well be. <laughs> what What are the conversations they're having at the studio where they're saying, all right, so we let the franchise get so bonkers that we just retconned it and made a direct sequel to the original. Then in one movie, we let it get so bonkers that we just scrapped it and had a new guy come in and remake the original. Then in one more movie, <laughs> we had it get so bad that we let's just scrap it again and do another direct sequel to the I mean how did this ever sound like a good idea on paper I realize people like it now and we haven't even said what we think but so we over and over with this new Halloween 2018 we're throwing out 2 through 10 yes they're gone now it's just Halloween 1978 and Halloween 2018 yes alright it's essentially what they do with the Godzilla films it's like They'll make bonkers ones and then be like, oh, this one's just a sequel to the first one. Half it's of James them. Bonded, man. It's like, oh, this is just what we come to expect. Yes, it gets... Now, Mike Myers is James Bond. Now we, you know, <laughs> who's going to be the next it could one? Be, it could be similar. <laughs> We're watching the first Halloween and because uh, upon the recommendation of several people on the internet saying, oh, you should really watch the original before you go out and see this new one. So some of us got together, watched the original, immediately left for the theater and went to see this new one. And there are a heap ton of of nods to the original, so it's a good thing we did. Heaps of homage. Heaps. Some, some ridiculous comparisons to the original that it's like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder how much of that, if you hadn't just watched the movie, some of them are like broad and obvious and others are super subtle. Some of them are so obvious, it's like, is it just a remake? <laughs> well, that's the que- that becomes the question because it's like, I don't know, because the movie had a lot of good buzz around it, was getting really good reviews, people were like showing up to see the movie and it was tracking to like have be a big, big box office hit and it has been. Mm-hmm. I got kind of excited because like, how in the world did they make Halloween good again? If it's really good, then it must be really good because all everything's against it at this point. Yeah. Right. Then I was a little more than surprised to see that, at least for me, frankly, it wasn't fantastic. It was just like, that was okay, I guess. What y'all think of Halloween, not to be confused with Halloween or Halloween? Right, we're we're talking about <laughs> Halloween here, not Halloween. Yeah, Tyler, what do you Halloween. think of Halloween? 
Which one? <laughs> Halloween. I uh, well, I had like I said, I hadn't seen the original before, and I I agree, it's it's almost boring for my 2018 sensibilities. Uh, mostly just because I think that the tension building in the original is bad. You know what I mean? Like we were tell, sitting. Tell me. We were sitting there we watching. <laughs> we were sitting there watching it, thinking, "Why are we still watching her walking around the living room?" Yeah. This is this is just. We didn't need to watch her walk all the way across the street. Yeah, but remember when he came in that with that uh, ghost sheet and the glasses <laughs> and totally fooled us. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's pretty clever, huh? But it's it like just it's, it just seemed like there was too much. There were too much long scenes of him trying to build tension, but it felt more like he was just trying to fill time. Oh yeah, the budget he, is clearly showing. All that cat and mouse stuff is like we have to hit ninety minutes, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I appreciated a, a well-rounded, a holo, I mean, slasher film, horror film from 1978. I thought it was good. Cut to, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Halloween. Yeah, they... <laughs> Halloween, right. They they definitely paid uh, a, a respectful homage to the original, uh, but they had to obviously step up the amount of gore to keep audiences interested. I mean that that he it was a lot more intense. Mike Myers made a jack o' lantern out of a police officer. Yeah, they actually That's make it. <laughs> they make an on-screen comment in uh, between when the teenagers are talking in a scene that's clearly meant to homage the walking home from school scene in the original, and uh, and one of the characters says, "Yeah, but I mean, what did he? He just really killed three people. That's not." In- he even says, like, I mean, by today's standards, that's not that bad. Because yeah. when you're yeah. watching it, you realize that the body count of the original film is pretty low by slasher movie standards. He gets those three people, and that's kind of it. But he he, uh, he puts one in the bed, and he puts one in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, he Doesn't could. one swing down out of the closet? Yeah, he he really rolled the dice, and it creative, paid off. Yeah. 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 He's, just, he's a showman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> I think I think that I I, I enjoyed the ride, but um, eh, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Abby, you didn't go actually see the new Halloween, but <laughs> I gave you the full debrief. Yeah. What did you think, as someone who is easily <laughs> bored during movies, of the original Halloween? It's super boring. Nothing happens, and it, <laughs> it takes like. I don't know, an hour and ten minutes for him to even kill the people in the house. It's a lot of driving around. A lot of him. driving around. A lot of girls talking on the phone. How did yeah. you feel when girls that one girl, when that talking. one girl spilled something on her clothes and she immediately starts taking them off in the kitchen? Yeah, and then <laughs> she goes out to the laundry room, and that's a whole ordeal. And she gets stuck in there, and then the kid comes out, and she's stuck in the window. I'm like, where is Michael Myers? Why hasn't he killed her? <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with it. It's misdirection, y'all. <laughs> You're supposed to feel... Didn't you feel so tense? You didn't know what was going to happen to her. It's still scary. Have you ever been stuck like that? She gets stuck in the window and you're thinking, oh, she's so vulnerable. But then, no, the kid just comes out and helps her. Then she gets strangled in the car. Is that what happens to her? Yeah, after all that, she just gets choked out. Bump. Bump, bump. That's the piano hits. Bump. Yeah. Bump, bump. Yeah, it is really boring. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you're more of an audience for either Halloween or Halloween. Yeah. Because you didn't like Halloween. I do remember, I think, liking the Rob Zombie Halloween. So, 
<laughs> yeah, and it's fun. The funny thing is that Tyler accurately brings up the fact that they had to step up the violence because now the original Halloween almost seems PG. Partly because they must have not had a budget no to blood. show you stabbings. Mm-hmm. So almost all the stabbings happen off screen. And even then, it's just like, how is there not more blood? He just stabbed this person like five times. He but stabs that guy in the stomach, and he's supposed to be hanging up from his stomach. That is an amazing kitchen There's knife. literally mm-hmm. no blood that comes out. <laughs> yeah, how did he pin him to the wall like that? So strong, and that knife is Ginsu. Yeah. How did it not cut through him if it was strong? Oh, Maybe his blade down. Yeah, he caught him between the ribs or Uh, something like that. mm -hmm. So the the Rob Zombie version, you can imagine, is like particularly brutal. Yeah. I mean, the uh, uh, Rob's got himself a reputation. Yeah, he's got a he's got a standard uphold. So he doesn't just stab his sister. That happens, but he slits his stepdad's throat and stabs him seventeen times. He beats her his sister's boyfriend to death with an aluminum bat. Then he stabs his sister to death, and then he takes his baby sister outside, and because there's the brother and sister thing. So by the standards of Halloween, Halloween is actually less violent, but not but certainly more violent than Halloween. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm tracking. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, sure. what did you think about Halloween or Halloween? Uh, and did you see Halloween? The original was uh, real slow. Yeah. And we were joking about um, how long they were taking to walk between houses. The, the entire, you know, the entire walkover was featured. Uh, I know Mike's the original, but he's just such a slow, methodical killer. He's like the the one that just always shows up, and you're like, "How did you get here?" You never see him really running, or or really. He moved. He moved fast. fast in the new Halloween. Yeah. Who sits up like that though? Just the most rigid back. I might sit up like that. His he has a really amazing strong posture. core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His abs are amazing. The, uh-huh. the new one, though, like, um, there were parts of it that I liked. There was, like, um, I would say up to about halfway through, I had high hopes still that it was going to finish and be strong. But by the end, there's some goofy stuff going on, and uh, it turned out to be just okay to me. How would you feel about the police officer, Jack Lantern? I really like that. Didn't he also? <laughs> didn't he also crush the other one's skull? Like yeah, curb stomp yeah, out there. Uh, well, not a curb. He just stomp out his skull. Yeah. That was the scene yeah. I had to communicate to Abby when I got home. I was like, he stomps <laughs> this guy's head, and either this guy had the most rotten head yeah. ever, <laughs> or <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> Leg is yeah, he's so st- unbelievably well, strong. He never skips like leg core. In the it's like stomping a pumpkin. <laughs> he's just doing sit ups and squats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he's doing. That head went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so imagine okay. what happened off screen. He kills the his therapist, <laughs> then he kills those cops, and then he, uh, presumably up on the top of the hill, carves out one of their heads like a jack o' lantern. Within minutes, he's got the tools and the re- the resources to do that. Uh-huh. He and drives like took that out his house. Brain and stuff? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, hollow them out. out. Hollow them out. Drives the car back down into and put in a candle. Lori's. No, it's a flashlight. It's, it's a, a flashlight in there. Yeah, the police okay. flashlight. He drives <laughs> the car back down into <laughs> the yard. Then he situates the two cops to be the ones driving the car. Yeah. Then he cleans up because he's not covered in blood. There's no blood anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So Wait, cleans out the whole scene. I'm, I have a question. Did he just like take out the eyeballs or did he like actually make like 
No, Triangle eyeballs go. Yeah, no, no, like a pumpkin. Triangle eyeballs. Yeah, I'm and pretty like, sure. Do y'all remember? I just remember light coming through. I can't confirm like if they were trying this. Like a smile, like a weird smile. I mean, Tyler did say he's a showman. He's an artist, Yeah, too. you're right. He's a showman. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's before rep. all yeah. I did was yeah. leave people in cabinets. Now yeah. I've got to dazzle them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 40 years later. i got to step it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's been thinking of a lot of creative things well in uh, that's uh, psych ward, right? Yeah, is that right? I'm I was when all you do all day is get chained to a block. I will yeah. say, <laughs> <laughs> he's just that doing squats in that spot. Scene. That was kind of cool. That, that was cool. That was kind of cool. Scene. I liked it. Yeah, the, the podcasters were lame and yeah, kind of spot on. But aren't you the now, one who ruined it? You, weren't ooh. you the one who said? Why don't they just walk around in front of him? That's what I said. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> he kept shouting, you can feel it. What do you mean? Go to the other side of the square. You still chained. show it to him. You still chained. You feel the mask, Michael. You feel it. Turn around. Say something. <laughs> like, no, they can cross the line. <laughs> just cross walk, the line. Walk around. <laughs> yeah. No, the line just kept going. Yeah. You couldn't uh, get around how do you, it. How do you guys feel about the uh, the premise of this new one? But that uh, Laurie Strode is so psychologically damaged that she's yeah. become a survivalist. Yeah, uh-huh. one that one. It's forty years later. He's locked up in a in a hospital again, just a high security hospital. Podcasters are coming to see him on the anniversary. We have Laurie living out in the woods with some sort of insane <laughs> compound. No, she's her house is just a trap for him. We learn right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a trap. Let's jump ahead it's here. It's not my Liam. cage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's got she's got a daughter and a granddaughter who are all traumatized by her by her past. Yeah. And and now he's going to target the granddaughter. And and we've retconned any relationship, any familial relationship between he and Lori with yeah, the they've got another way to say that. The granddaughter did it. Yeah. They even do this meta comment where it's like, isn't that like her sister? No, that's just something people made up. So then you're <laughs> thinking, well, why does he care about her? In exactly. Movie? The granddaughter? Exactly. Right. Why does he care about Lori? Because right. she was on his porch. No, see, <laughs> this is my problem. One of my Stay problems off my porch. That's it's the lesson consistent. here. It's not consistent with the first one because part two gave us a reason. He's like, okay, he wants to kill her because he's killing his family. That makes great when sense. When they retcon it, it's like it. She happened to be on his porch, and she now he has to kill all her friends too. She was on his porch, and her friends were hussies. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense though, because also in this one, the first one he's just hiding, and he only like kills randomly for people around her. Not even in the same house sometimes, just randomly. That's true. He, what his killing is is less uh, right. targeted. And in the new one, he's just like, hmm, I need a knife. Let me just go kill everybody I can yeah. to get to that knife. That's not how that worked in the first one. No. It's just he's and he's like, oh, let me sprinkle store. some teeth. And scare you for that some reason. That made yeah. absolutely zero sense. Because think, okay, think about this. That's forget a lot the, of work. Man. Forget the jack lantern for a second. He goes, "You've got to find a way to get him back into the coveralls and the mask." Oh, that's fine. You know, just, sure, that's so going to be tricky. The podcasters was a good uh, ploy to get the mask in accessible to him. Oh yeah, I didn't mind any of that. No, no, no. That that part was bad because he's like, "Oh, I just broke out. Let me kill this guy for the jumpsuit." Holy crap! My mask is in this trunk. <laughs> no. No, he was this following is the greatest him. coincidence ever. He was following them. Wasn't he was he? running behind this car. Yeah, he was on foot. At this he was point. on foot. Yeah, because so he broke out. It's the right? bus. The bus crashes. <laughs> yeah, and the kid, the kid shoots the doctor for some reason. Well, he's panicked, and then he the kills bus. the kid. I thought the kid. kid didn't deserve that. No. He just chokes Do him any too. of them. <laughs> you know? Kid deserved it. Yeah, come up and. 
Right. So, and so he goes to a gas station. That was kind of surprising that he just yeah. strangled that little boy. So is it? Yeah. I know I that was seemed odd. But the <laughs> the so we're we're saying that the the uh, gas station scene. He shows up at the gas station, and it's just a coincidence that the podcasters yes. are there too. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he Big think to go through their trunk and say, "Oh, let me see this dog back here to eat or something"? And then no, because like, oh, my mask. They at that point, he. Oh, jeez. Okay, I think I'm making it work. The it's a coincidence we can't get around that, but he kills Dig the deep. he kills the mechanic and gets the coveralls. Some at some point in there he, he either, let that mechanic have it. Too. He either yeah. smashes out all his teeth or pulls them because the roots are all intact. <laughs> he <laughs> no, gathers he them up hard one by one. He's, right? he's crawling around on the floor of that garage. <laughs> I need looking, enough of these. Looking under the toolbox, he's got his face on the ground, looking under edges, collecting all the teeth. He collects all the teeth, and then he he <laughs> never mind. <laughs> he sees during that the one podcaster, and then he goes in the restroom and finds the girl. Yeah, so the then he, he, at that point he knows who yeah, they are. And that, that makes the mask sense. Must be he sees them and realizes the mask must be around because they had it. Uh-huh. But the fact that he's is coincidence that he just stumbles upon them. That's a, well, that's a terrible coincidence. Too, he didn't even see the podcasters because his back was turned. I know, but he heard them. And he felt the mask. He felt, felt it. He felt, he felt the mask. Oh, that's that's what he followed yeah, the feeling to the mask. He felt the mask. Sense. Yeah. Well, I hope he felt he calls the, him the other like uh, to find the wacky mask. You know, patients. They felt the mask. I don't know if he felt the mask. Yeah, oh, they, they started nutting up. He just like kept standing. Well, it was there. probably because some stranger was just yelling in the middle of their chain time. <laughs> yeah. 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 they were just trying to enjoy chain time. Yeah. So. So. We should Jay we should count interrupted. We should, the the death toll in Halloween 2018 is much higher. So we've got that three? Yeah. I've got that poor kid in the Bronco. We've got the dad. mechanic getting punched on the ground. The dad disappears, right? I no, guess we, we find can, him all his face is all broken up. His neck's no. all broken. Yeah, on the bus. Yeah. He went on the bus to help. And he was dead on the and bus. And he got myersed. I thought yeah. he I thought we never saw him on the bus. When the cops came later, they were looking down, they saw him with his Head all busted. Okay, so there's two. Yeah. And then the mechanic getting punched on the floor. And then both the, podcasters. The gas station attendant's face got smashed into the counter, right? Yeah. And ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. And then both podcasters. So what are we at? Six? Mm-hmm. Then a house of three to get to his tools. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, this is a lot of deaths just and to the, get to Lori. And this brings us to an interesting premise that stirred up a lot of conversation about the baby scene. Because the tooth thing is how we'll, we'll get there by way of the teeth. This sounds like a weird fanboy thing to do. I don't care that much about Halloween. But these characters have, <laughs> Let certain, it be known. They have certain rules to them to sure. stay consistent. And when they violate those rules, it makes the audience go, wait a minute. Why would Michael Myers? So, for example, in uh, the Friday the 13th reboot, spoiler for Friday, minor spoiler for the Friday the 13th reboot, Jason takes a prisoner. And it was a huge uh, point of contention amongst people who enjoy that franchise because they're like Jason would never take a prisoner all he ever does is just kill any human he ever comes into contact with and uh, the thing about Michael Myers is that like you guys are rightly observing he doesn't necessarily kill randomly it's usually because he's on some kind of mission or purpose and then it's there's a certain level of focus or even practicality to the way that he kills and why he doesn't torture people he's not a masochist he's not like a sadist or something like that so the idea that he would but like collect teeth and then taunt someone with them didn't right. seem yeah. like michael myers at all. out of character yeah. yeah maybe he did it because the podcasters were, were tormenting him 
I guess that he just wanted to be left alone. So he he's like, I saw them in there. I'm going to get these. He teeth. Watch the what I do with these teeth. <laughs> it would make more he sense to the, drop a tongue though. The right? teeth <laughs> over the stall sure. where the girl was sitting, right? Just wait. What yeah. is that again? Yeah. yeah. And then the dude came in and he tried to confront him and he lost. I feel like of he all lost. the deaths, <laughs> that's one yeah. way. Of <laughs> all the deaths uh, of all the deaths in this film, I feel like that that podcaster dude got the worst of it. Just getting his face beat on. Was his head just kept getting smashed over and over into the wall until he was just bloody. Yeah. And got thrown in, in the corner and watched as that girl was getting strangled. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. You that's think he tough. was getting the teeth to try to like make his mask scarier? Yeah, he's like, never mind. Hmm. These won't work. <laughs> Put this Wrong in your sauce. podcast. Yeah. So uh, then you get this scene. It's actually one of the more interesting sequences Man, in the movie. Podcasts are the worst. <laughs> oh, I get it. So that's us. Yeah, it's meta. That could it's be meta art. now. Um, there's a, a continuous shot, clearly an homage to the uh, through the house continuous shot in the original Halloween. Right. So right when he gets to the neighborhood and he starts right. going house to house. And yeah. at this point, Halloween's in full force. There's trick-or-treaters everywhere. So it's like the ambiance is really kicking. It's great visually. Yeah. Really great moment. And no one thinks anything of the full man in a terrifying mask and... Which is actually pretty unsettling that right. he can just walk around with everyone. Right. Yeah, because there's kids mm-hmm. running around him. They don't yeah. know he's scary. dangerous. We, the audience, know just he's like dangerous. the original Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. he goes to the tool shed, gets a hammer. He's like on a you know an unfolding journey to get to the knife that we know he's supposed to have. It was Michael Myers. He goes in, smashes some old lady's head with a hammer, and then he gets a, a knife and he kills through the neck this woman in the house who's on the phone. Yeah, that confused me too. No she got she got yeah. a phone call. Uh, and that concerned her enough that she needed to look out her window and close her blinds. What did she get a phone call about? Yeah, because it seemed like the phone call is meant to sound like it's in relation to him being out, but how would anyone even know that he's right. there yet? Because they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll lock my doors. That's what she says. Maybe right? it was the bus accident and they're finally hearing about it. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, Maybe. that, that the makes nearby sense. mental patients. Speaking of which, can we back up for a second? How did the bus like crash? They say it was him, right? Yeah, they say it was him. But not how broke out. Well, at this point, we could we could be led to believe that the uh, his doctor allowed it. That's what I thought. I thought maybe the the doctor did it. Yeah, because the doctor was freed someone up. Yeah, Yeah, the doctor was fascinated with him. I like that twist. Like he's like a Michael Myers like worshiper, Mm -hmm. and that's why he wanted to be his psychiatrist. The doctor tried to help him, but Mike messed him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the worst. You just didn't get it somehow magically. So we're on our continuous shot through all the houses. Yeah, you get the knife through the neck, which I'm sorry was awful looking. The CG gore effects always immediately go, oh, whoop, that's awful. Even when Abby and I used to watch uh, Walking Dead briefly for a stint there, every time there was CG blood, I would put up such a fuss about it, and she'd be like, stop it. Yes, we know. You hate it. I but can't it, tell the difference. It looks so distracting to me. When that <laughs> knife went through her neck, it was like, that doesn't look real. Yeah. The CG I thought that was like for everywhere. the 3D version. Oh, man, it's the knife's <laughs> in my face. So then he walks through the house, and right as he's about to go out, there's a bizarrely placed crib in the living no, room. Well, there's, just, there's another house after that. He goes in another house? I thought it was all the same house. Was the baby in the first house? Yeah. Right? No, because the neighbor, the neighbor was in the second house. The baby wasn't in... The neighbor that was closing her blinds' house. Right. He he got the hammer from her house. The baby was in the hammer house. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is before he kills that woman? Yeah. So he's going out of that house, and you hear a baby crying, weirdly placed crib, and he pauses for a moment, which is actually 
a, a nice work of tension because we, the audience, are going, "Oh God, please!" You yeah, already killed Matt, a little boy. Don't yeah. hit. The, you yeah, already yeah, killed a little boy. Don't don't hurt yeah. the baby. And then he doesn't. He Matt, actually, he started sucking air through his teeth. So upset. Uh, he he just didn't want to hurt the baby. Don't hurt the baby. Yeah. We never see a baby. We only hear it. And apparently, here's an Easter egg for your listeners. It was Jamie Lee Curtis making yeah. the baby sound. Yeah. Apparently, hey. she's good at making what? baby sounds. That's a stupid yeah. Easter egg. Apparently, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is very good at making like crying baby like, noises. Wah, wah. And so they let her do the sound effect. Never for a second That's did fun. I doubt that it was a real baby. So she got a double billing. Yep. Yeah. She Baby's just wanted that great. extra credit. It's pretty convincing. Nice. So that moment of tension was good. It, pay, uh, or at least I liked it because I w- even I was going no 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 no. And then he he looks over his shoulder. He turns around and leaves. And then afterwards, Patrick, surm- I was like, what do you think was up with that? And Patrick surmised, uh, what what was your theory about his practical. Why didn't he kill the baby? Well, my thought is he's like an emotionless killing machine. He's got a purpose. He's going somewhere. And he doesn't stop to just kill f- for fun if it's off to the side. If that was the case, he'd be killing all the kids that were trick-or-treating around exactly, him. Exactly, yeah. That's what makes it scary. Is he's walking, and he's doing the same thing. He's watching them go past him. And then when he stops, he just looks at the baby because the baby's crying. It catches his attention. But he has no intention of killing it. He's just moving through. And just because, why would he? It's why would doesn't he? Doesn't have yeah. anything he needs. It's not in route to his other thing. But if it was putting up any fight to stop him, like the kid was in the beginning of the movie, then <laughs> maybe. But what about the lady that he took the hammer from? Couldn't he? Be, he just taken the hammer. It's not like he took it out of her hand. Yeah, he, but he it's like she provides an obstacle between He's him and the past, knife. Yeah, the baby's not an obstacle. What about the next lady with the knife yeah. through her throat? Yeah. Why do you go in there? Yeah, she doesn't. That was an unwarranted death. Maybe he I thought agree. that she was calling because of him. Now listen, yeah. the uh, the director put the baby in there for an added element of tension in the house. And he said he chose a baby uh, because he thought it would be more interesting than a husband to sleep on the couch. And there was supposed to be a, no, there was supposed to be a husband Cast that didn't show extra, up. That didn't, was just missing that day. Yep. Yeah. So they brought in the baby and crib. But that I... Happens personally think the idea of a husband to sleep on the couch would have been far more interesting because the the tension of i hope he doesn't kill that baby feels cheap to me but the tension of oh my gosh he's going to kill that sleeping husband or not is a little more realistic and it's far more uh horrifying to me for that husband to wake up and find his wife after he took a quick nap yeah but what about poor baby Baby has no idea what's happening, yeah, but, but the that husband, husband would have to sleep through the hammer killing, which would be hard. That's people, why the baby think was so. crying. People be sleeping, man. I don't, people outside the window trick or treating. I think it would have been a lot more interesting if the husband was asleep on the couch. Or what about a husband? Not, yeah, because then him, him walking past the husband without killing him would have been more confusing as to his his motive. Because it's been like, oh, he really does not care. I think that would have cleared up the motive. It'd have been like, oh, he's purposeful. There's mm-hmm. a task, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I the, agree. Hey, I agree with Tyler. The reason that it's dumb is, or has been holding a baby. Apparently, because oh. it was such a, it was one of the more interesting scenes in the movie. The director's been asked about it a couple times, which is how we learned that Jamie Lee Curtis was the crying baby, yep, yep. and that the hus- sleeping husband didn't show up. And the director's actually framing it like it was an ethical decision that he made, which makes zero sense to me. And and I believe the pull quote is when asked, "Well, why wouldn't he do it?" And the director said, and I quote, because it would be so rude. <laughs> right. I don't know he was just goofing around or something. He's not Hannibal Lecter. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like he makes these <laughs> ethical decisions. True. This is ridiculous. 
And so did the, that seem out of character or in character? It seemed in character, in character that he wouldn't kill the baby, but that it would be scary. Yeah. The same reason he can walk, just like Patrick said, walk amongst mm-hmm. trick-or-treaters. And we feel scared because we don't know exactly what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he doesn't end up kill the trick-or-treaters because he's not just like a on a rampant killing spree per se. There's some level of, albeit... Uh, arbitrary and meaningless purpose <laughs> because mm. why does he want Lori? There's a little bit that makes she sense because was Lori on wants him. His porch. <laughs> Lori wants him in this movie. Lori is doing everything she can to draw Michael to herself right. to go get him. She even mm. tries to go and kill him when he's being loaded onto the bus, but she can't do it. And I thought that was actually pretty well done. Doesn't she's someone like make a comment about their their hate for each other or their fear of each other is what keeps them alive? Yeah. Each other? Yeah. She says they have a predator-prey yeah. relationship that keeps them both alive. But and you can't necessarily tell who is who. Yeah, and it's like a meta mm-hmm. thing, like yeah. the franchise itself. That's right. what keeps it alive. Mm-hmm. And that, that right. makes, that makes right. sense. But then by the time you're in this house and then now they're trying to remake scenes in the house from Halloween... And he's once again storing people in cabinets for no good reason. And there's the cat. <laughs> it's like this cat and mouse was probably terrifying in 78. But right now I'm like, yeah, I that don't scene, really think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to die. So I'm not that nervous no. for right. her safety. That scene was great because he, he makes a jack-o'-lantern out of the cop, makes the car drive onto the compound, and then sneaks up behind the dad as he's flabbergasted by the jack-o'-lantern cops saying how could this happen who did this well we all know who did it man come on dude (laughs) why are you surprised drop your yo-yo yeah put two and two together so he gets killed out on the front lawn and then mike starts busting down the front door immediately after that but then once jamie lee curtis goes and hides michael myers goes back to the dad body the king from seinfeld right the Wiz. The Wiz. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I keep he saying goes back to the Wiz. Wiz. He goes back to the Wiz. Yeah. Nobody beats I'm the Wiz. The Wiz. No, nobody beats it. Wait, yeah. who is he again? The dad. The dad. Really? Her son-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She. so Michael Myers, after Jamie Lee Curtis goes and hides under the kitchen island, goes back outside, gets the Wiz, <laughs> carries him <laughs> upstairs, shoves him in a closet, and hopes, man, I really hope Jamie finds him. Yeah, this is going to rock her. The, the weird cat and mouse thing that he's doing at this point, like hiding behind that mannequin during that entire time that Jamie Lee Curtis is wandering around in the dark. To just that was pretty out. long. I'm yeah. like, you, you have her. Right. There she is. She has no idea you're in the room. Right. The idea that he's doing that is that he's trying to scare her, which is inconsistent. Yeah. Get to stabbing. Yeah. That's what stabbing you do. McStabbers and Yeah. That bothered me, too, because... Stabbing he, stab he's face. outside. He's outside. <laughs> spectacular, like, spook. Spook. Yeah, it's very <laughs> spectacular. She's got all of this set up to to protect herself from him, but she's not using any of these devices very well. They're they're in the house waiting for him to show up, but she doesn't turn on any of the floodlights until after he's in the house. Oh, that's weird. The exterior floodlights don't come on until he's in the house, and then when he's in the house, she's walking around with a flashlight. Yeah, you don't have any that? interior floodlights? Why did she do that? Did, it, did they ever say? Uh, that didn't make sense either. Why yeah, are we like in the dark in here? And she yeah. filled the bedrooms with mannequins the same size <laughs> as Michael Myers. <laughs> she that's, her, that's her shooting shotgun. Why are they in the house? <laughs> they got to be somewhere the weather will mess them up. They're like and upstairs. She's, she she decides she's not going to use <laughs> these trap doors for each bedroom until she's cleared the room. And made herself vulnerable to whoever might be inside. 
Close those trap doors now and turn on the lights in every room. You've got him. Yeah. Yeah. Did she for kill all, him? Well, c- yes and no. They do trap him in the basement, and then the house is rigged to self-destruct, where you get this quasi twist where she tells her traumatized daughter, "You thought this house was my cage, but it was really my fortress or whatever." Trap. Trap. Mm-hmm. It was a trap the whole time, built for Michael. Hurt so poor. Lori Jr. had to live her whole life uh, in Michael's trap. Yeah. I think and that the tension with the knows? daughter throughout the film is pretty great, where she's she's like, I'm tired of dealing with your trauma. I'm not. It's not my job to fix you. Yeah, that was an interesting and thread. And she eventually has to go back, revisit her childhood, and she's at the bottom of the basement stairs, and she starts to break down and cry, saying, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then Michael Myers steps in, and she says, gotcha. That was cool. I thought, oh, I like yeah, that. that's really, she that's good. Him. That got me. I said, way to go. Yeah. That, uh, that was genuinely surprising. Yeah. And then she uses her gun and all that stuff. The Michael Myers gets trapped down there. They light the house on fire. There's a shot where we see from their POV, Michael, actually kind of scary, in the, in the cellar with Look. it on fire. And he's just looking up at them, completely stoic and still and unpanicked as the fire closes in around a, on him. And then apparently, I didn't notice this, but apparently Patrick and Tyler did that there's a shot that cuts back to the basement and we can neither confirm nor deny (laughs) that Michael's still in it. Right, it's just flames. So where where we last see him, he's standing at least at the bottom of the stairs or somewhere near the bottom of the stairs looking up. up. And so later we get a shot from in the basement of the stairs where if he were standing, he would be in the shot. Right. But you can't see the floor in the shot. So either he's fallen because he's caught fire and died or he's not there anymore. Right. You think he was just watching them like, I'm going to freak them out. They're not looking. Gotta go. He's going <laughs> to jet. <laughs> Started digging. It's like he <laughs> always he turned into Roadrunner. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. It's just, it's just a dust-shaped <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> it <slowly> dissipates. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I don't know if you stayed for the credits, but after the credits, there's a brief audio sample of him mouth-breathing under the mask. Yeah. Which they get all, give really? us a lot in this movie. Yeah, well, that's a nice theater. one. So Thanks. he's supposed to be alive. Well, Could that's be the question. It yeah. to be. It made enough money where I'm sure he's very much. Yeah, alive. what they were saying was he. If this makes money, he's alive. If he's not, he's dead. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> apparently it doesn't matter because if it's a flop, they still keep doing this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Well, well, time has to pass, uh-huh. and then they just change everything again. Uh-huh. It's just crazy that he's had so many uh, chances like this. Like we haven't seen a Friday the Thirteenth. There was one reboot. And that's it for a long time for that one. And then Nightmare on Elm Street had one reboot. But of the three like major slashers, that's it. He keeps getting reboots. Yeah, but to yeah. be fair, Night, or Friday the 13th got all the way to 11 before they rebooted it. I guess this that's true. 11. Yeah, the thing about, and that brings us to an interesting, maybe this is a good touchdown place, but I, I guess what I kind of thought going into this new Halloween, since people were excited about it, was that there would be a certain amount of homage and nostalgia from the original, what was what was cool about the original, but then there would be like a clear updating of the things that worked in the original at the time but no longer work. And maybe this sounds like I'm desensitized or can't sit through a slow movie anymore, but the it was probably pretty shocking to see young Michael stab his sister to death the way it's depicted on screen in the first movie. Now that's not shocking anymore. So you can do the same type of thing mm-hmm. and make it shocking again for a new audience, but there would have to be some increase in brutality or just in 
how disturbing it is. A baby. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be the baby, but I think like you can still do what feels like familiar and even to a certain degree camp about the slasher genre. There was some like weird misplaced comedy and stuff like that. But right. then like that little kid for the uh, uh, with the babysitting kid. Yeah, we haven't it's talked like at all about clip, the teenagers. Clipping, yeah. his, yeah, they were clipping his toenails. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I hear I am just clipping my nasty ass toenails. And the conversation between the cops about the food they brought. Yeah. yeah. The right. Heck? That's the that's the lunch that a Yeah, that's like a, a five what a five year old five year old would make. Yeah. But we haven't acknowledged that Danny McBride was part of the producer and writing team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like the writer. those jokes are his. Yeah, I feel like that's that's where it got weird for me was the teenagers that we haven't acknowledged yet that they they kind of seemed like the obligatory trope that was required in this Halloween franchise. And they said, all right, well, let's get the granddaughter. Let's give her some friends. We'll send them a prom or something. And uh, they're updated. We'll kill some of them. But the boyfriend who turned out to be uh, a a creep. Yeah, a bad a bad boyfriend. He never. He got just walked away scot free, yeah. and that poor friend yeah. got killed on the fence. Yeah, yeah, he really did too. Poor and friend. we never got her phone out of whatever that. Yeah, but punch the friend was. tried to kiss mm-hmm. her. The friend tried to kiss. Right. Uh, Michael me tooed him. Sec- right yeah, was <laughs> unwanted <laughs> sexual misconduct. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the the and then there were these like half baked plot lines with the teenagers like that she's mm. into this kid and he goes to meet the parents and then they have this experience at prom or whatever dance it was homecoming where they mm-hmm. he's with another girl and it it's, it serves no purpose other than to get her alone yeah so that she'll be vulnerable i'm like why do we need these characters developed he, and like, then he needed to break her phone too he needed to throw the phone she, yeah she needed to be alone on the street That's and without her phone old. so that it so was. that she could be put in the back of the cop car Did she which die? is intense it was a pretty intense moment for her to be in the back of the cop car with Mike Myers unconscious. Yeah, I didn't like that. I felt I felt uncomfortable with that. With that. Yeah, uh, but like, can I ride up there? <laughs> but the big waste was uh, the granddaughter's friends who were, she was babysitting, and the boyfriend came over because it was just that kid was crying about a monster in his room. So she mm-hmm. goes up there, gets him back in bed, and then she tries closing the closet door. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was a great jump. It was like, oh, he was back in the closet. Yeah. I thought pretty, I liked that. That's pretty yeah. unsettling when you think, sure. like, because he's yeah. describing what we know to be like. It's a, it was a man in a, sh- you know, like, shaped like this or whatever. Yeah. And then that poor kid just goes, "I'll go get help." <laughs> that's the last we see. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. He's so she, he jumps out of the closet and she dies right away. And then that kid yeah. who d- had pushed over the motorcycle for no reason is trying to get it back up, and he comes inside, and then we find him dead right away. And it's like, why do we spend any time with these people? What are we doing? Why in did this? we develop them to this degree? You couldn't do more with one of the characters that matters. Like the mom, Lori's daughter, actually factors in the resolution of the movie in mm-hmm. a major way. Right. And yeah. she's way less developed it. than the teenage boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Why did we spend so much time with them? Was it just because we needed babysitters to die? Yeah, it's like just so much. It's like, man, I gotta. We spent a lot of time watching him on that motorcycle. That granddaughter should have been a babysitter then. Yeah, she should have been. Yeah, but then she wouldn't have lost her cell phone. Unless Mm, I bet we could have found a way. Maybe they were worried. (laughs) There's no way. If she was the babysitter, it would be way too much like Lori all over again, teenager on Halloween, and doesn't really make a ton of sense anyway. Because why are they babysitting these kids on Halloween? They don't want to go trick or treat. Yeah, poor kids. Poor things. They go trick or treat and then they go to bed. Can't go trick or treat and pass bedtime. So I think True. if you smash yeah. 
the Halloween 2018 together with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Rob Zombie, it seems to me, was on the right track with trying to do like the same stuff's not scary anymore. You have to find a way to revisit stuff to make it truly disturbing. Because now the original Halloween feels fun, if anything. doesn't feel scary at all. But there was a time when it was probably very scary. I'll so Yeah, I like to think when like when I saw it, like, look, like reminiscing while you're talking about it, like I can see how it was pretty boring. Um, which like the long shots and just kind of walking and just kind of going. Go. But like w- I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I knew there was going to be murder, so I, it was just like tense throughout. Yeah. Like the, I think it's a is it a Carpenter score to it too? Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. does a really good job. To His that. score is great. It holds um, up. Yeah. And uh, like I th- I thought it worked, and like when the few murders that you do see are just like, oh man, I mean he's just like a raw power, and but I think you can make the same uh, argument for like Psycho. I think Psycho is incredibly boring. Oh um, yeah. After that. Um, you know the shower scene. The one or, scene we all know is coming. Yeah, mm. But I mean, Jaws is can be seen as boring as well until, but you know of what's going to happen, and that's that's what I think. You stay away from Jaws, Liam. Sorry, baby. Or the Meg. <laughs> Let's go to the okay. Meg. <laughs> the okay. Meg. Yeah. The Meg uh, is boring. But uh, but yeah, I think they they have their own kind of like subtle like tension buildings. That's uh, pretty masterful. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that the building blocks of of good stuff are still there. There's still something to admire in the original Halloween. It's just that the scares are, you know, like predictably soft at this point. That's an inevitability when you, you know, the, the changing of times and all that. So Rob Zombie went all out on the brutality and made it like deeply, you know, like it's about an actual psychopath. We're going to see him grow up and do these horrible things to so many people. And then it started to feel like not a Halloween movie to a certain extent. Now you're just watching a melodrama about a little boy who's growing up in an institution and brutally killing people. And there's that's interesting to a certain mm-hmm. extent, but you know it starts to feel less like... It, at that point, when he finally gets in the mask, it's just an obligation. This movie feels like a lot of service to the original Halloween. And some of it's nice, and some of it's entertaining. The long shots and an example of when it felt like it was working. Mm-hmm. But if you could blend those two things together where you find a way to... I'm trying to think. That it feels like there's probably been a good example of that kind of horror balanced with some comedic elements, balanced with um, less melodramatic. But then when the horror comes, it hits really hard. I'm mm-hmm. obviously trying to tell them how to do their job. I think that's the movie I was expecting. I was expecting mm-hmm. something that would feel like... Um, uh, a throwback, but in a legitimate and fun way, like an affectionate way, not a cheesy way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But with amped up, like uh, all they do is just kill more people. It's right. like not necessarily any more scary than it was in the first film per se. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of storylines that just don't make sense. Yeah. At least the original Halloween is so narrow, probably because of budgetary limitations. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of wasted time or characters in the sense that <coughs> they don't develop people for no reason. They d- develop them because that's all they have to do. Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. So that you can see Paul put on that sheet and glasses only. <laughs> that was the that's the highlight of the franchise. Yeah. So if you had to savor, kill, savor, slash one of them, which would it be? Oh man, that's tough. I guess for pure sake of having to watch one again, I would I would kill the original Halloween and keep mm. the 2018 version. Really? I would I would save the original Halloween and kill. Why are you just doing it to be respectful? Be true. Yeah, it's, I think it's a better movie. 
You're you're gonna sit down and watch the original Halloween before you pull the new one off the shelf. I'm not you've pulling. Got, the, I'm not pulling the new one off the shelf anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> you've got both of them in your house next year at Halloween time, and someone's over and they say, "I really, really want to watch one of these." Which one are you gonna want to watch? Yeah, because it's like Christmas. We started the conversation about Christmas, and uh, and I wanna I wanna respect the holiday well. And appreciate the good times of the 70s. See, but you're just trying to be true, though, for entertainment. I just think that the original one is better. Okay. I go the original. I save the original. Okay. I'm with you on that time. Fine, I'm Mm. contrary. No, I would would slash the original. It's boring. (laughs) At least the new one's got teeth. You know, he's throwing teeth around (laughs) or something. You still get to see the, the great title card sequence. Now the, good. And yeah. the pumpkin comes back In to life. Reverse. Yeah, yeah, that pumpkin's great. That, that was, was cool. pretty clever. You got to admit. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Mike, save or kill? Yeah, I'd kill the original. There you go. There Just like go. watching Tuna. the podcasters screaming at him. <laughs> kill some podcasters. <laughs> uh, Abby, without seeing the new one, which one would you save and kill? Uh... I guess I would kill the original just so that I could see the jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> you want to see, to see the opening credits? No. see a policeman. Oh, you want to see the oh, policeman the jack-o'-lantern. jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Right, jack-o'-lantern. Right, 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 right. Mr. Jack-o'-lantern. Do you enjoy listening to You Hate Movies, the podcast? If so, then do us two favors. The first favor is to go to youhatemovies.com and... Subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, actually make it evident in the digital world that you care about this thing and want to see it flourish. The second favor would be to go to the Apple Podcast app or to iTunes and leave a review on this podcast celebrating its greatness, its uniqueness, the profound impact it has had on both your life and on the world. If you care about You Hate Movies at all, you'll do both of these things.